0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe, my name is Ed Piscor, I'm Jim Rugg, and today we're going to be looking at uh, the first issue of the new X-Men, X-Men issue 94, Uh, but we're going to look at it by way of Classic X-Men issue number 2 because Classic X-Men is Chris Claremont's version of X-Men Grand Design, Uh, but before we crack these open, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell icon to mitigate the kayfabe effect whenever we talk about books. Uh, those books disappear off of eBay and Amazon, and if you watch these videos to the very end, uh, it gooses the algorithm and pushes this video content out to other comics-loving YouTube uh, viewers who aren't necessarily aware of Cartoonist Kayfabe uh, at the moment, but will be and become new subscribers. It just helps the channel out in a big way. So, Jimmy, I call uh, Classic X-Men Chris Claremont's X-Men Grand Design because uh, there's this very cool conceit that is involved in the first, say, 40 issues or so where there are actually fresh pages uh that are inserted into the actual story there are some pieces that are taken out and then there's just a beautiful lush backup story that would be drawn by uh john bolton for the most part that would kind of um sow some seeds that will be explored in future issues of of uh the x-men reprints and it's chris claremont's opportunity to try to
1: Revise history.
0: Exactly. Try to get it all to work. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Jim Rugg and Ed Piscor are lifelong cartoonists with a heck of a bibliography. And March is Cartoonist Kayfabe Month at the comic shops. Jim Rugg is going to be presenting you, Hulk, Grand Design Monster, at the end of March. And Ed Piscor is going to be bringing you uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, um, on March 9th. High Octane... Incredible Hulk comics distilling down the history of the Incredible Hulk into two solid 40-page comics coming month after month. Uh, This will be coming out in April. Incredible Hulk Grand Design Madness. These are the variant covers to go along with Hulk Grand Design. Uh, The first run, the Ed Piscor, the Marcos Martin, the Peach Momoko. Got this uh, Jeff Darrow cover that's going to come with the second issue. And Jim, you've yet to to print me up uh, the Ed McGuinness variant cover that's coming up with that next one. Coming soon. <laughs> Red Room Trigger Warnings, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Uh, first issue coming out, like I said, March 9th. And these are the additional covers uh, to go along with that. The Jim Rug, By Way of Robert Crumb, Peach Momoko, and the Eddie P. variant. Going to be coming out on a monthly basis, completely self-contained. And uh, Rising Tide Raises All Ships. And we have other books in print at the moment. The Breast of Jim's bibliography that you could get on Amazon or at a good comic shop today. Plain Janes. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, collecting all of his uh, image, comics, uh, versions of Street Angel. We have new printings of Hip Hop Family Tree that are out in the wild. The box sets and individual issues, so they are no longer $200 on eBay and Amazon any, anymore. WYSIWYG, still in print. Portrait of a Serial Hacker, get your hands on that. And the Grand Design that started them all. X-Men Grand Design, three volumes of that that you can get easily at uh, any good comic shop or on Amazon. And there is also an omnibus that is out of print uh, but you might be able to find it in the wild here and there was out at the flea market recently saw a copy now that we're done paying the bills let's get back to the video and uh, let's take a look. Uh, we did Giant Size X-Men not too long ago. It's crazy
1: that he's working in that vein, you know, like sort of tying up ends, maybe making sure a, a new character is, 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 you know, give him a little extra shine or whatever, because he's still writing at, like new
0: adventures at right. the time and probably spinoff books and new mutants and, and you know, who this, knows this is what 19, he's doing. This is 1986, so he's the gravy train is rolling, man. Yeah. He's, he's got several miniseries under his belt, new mutants is going on. Imagine how strange that is, like Head Trip.
1: Like, you're, you're reading your work from 10 years ago, ch- changing it a little bit, and, yeah. and
0: working with the same characters 10 years later. Well, another cool piece of this early this early issue is that uh, you're working with the same artist that drew that Original 94 to draw these fresh pages. You know, in the future, there'll be guys like Karen Dwyer who pop in and, and uh, redraw some pages here and there that fit tidily inside um, the classic X-Men issue. But you get the same artist, man, to to, to add his strokes to this piece man and i guess we should make note of these like amazing uh art adams covers and frontispieces
1: they did such a good job on the classic x-men for a lot of the reprints marvel tales would have like mcfarland did a clip of those covers for a while oh, yeah. such good repackaging of older uh you know if you're going to sell older material to a new audience so like, smart make those covers look look fresh
0: so smart the direct market is in effect art adams has proven to be you know an a up-coming superstar you get his name put on a thing. That that adds some 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 value For to sure. the game. Uh, Jimmy, I've been a big fan lately, man, of just, like, kayfabe backgrounds in comics without, like, so much reference. And this is the era, you know, where Dave Cockrum is... Uh... Welcome to the club, by the way, Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hot off the heels, Giant Size X-Men, and this carries on nearly immediately. They just come back from Krakoa, and it's like a debrief session. In Sunfire, he's feisty. He's saying, "Not only is my uh, duty to God and country, but if you ever look to me for help again, fuck y'all,
1: <laughs> idealistic
0: fools." <laughs> so, Jimmy, what I want you to do with the uh, with the essential um, black and white issue, just keep your eyes peeled, man, uh, because there might be some pieces that uh, are redrawn within the bodies right. of regular pages. And whenever we come to a page that uh, just isn't in the OG. Let's take a look at that, man, and, and, and see what that is.
1: I like Dave Cockrum's Wolverine mask. It's really cool. A little different than what we had seen, like, in the Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. A little update, but and, I think it looks sharp.
0: Yeah, because, like, what is that? Like, like, when you see the, like, whisker eyes or whatever, like, what is that? And then when you look at Dave Cockrum's thing, it's like, what is that?
1: yeah it's it's bizarre
0: it's one of those things too where you don't ever see it in the movies and stuff and you're like yeah of course like i don't know how this could ever make sense there were some fan films done i think it might be like a lobo versus wolverine or something that you can find on on uh youtube and they give the wolverine like a plastic kind of mask like that it works it looks pretty fucking cool (laughs) man uh in terms of efficiency when you're running through the bush I think it could be a, a problem because I'm telling you, Jimmy, of course. these glasses on my eyes can pose a problem of just bumping into stuff that's closer than I thought.
1: Yeah, no doubt about but it. But
0: aesthetically, and that's all that matters. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, this is the difference between like Chris Chris Claremont and uh, so let's, say, let's say John Byrne who uh, we did a deposition of not too long ago, and, and John Burns talking about Alpha Flight and how like those characters never rang true to him, never felt right to him because they weren't these already established things. What a gift to be given a complete blank slate of characters in a Marvel DC space and really put your all into it, man, and, and create a wing, like take it with such seriousness and put so much effort into it that it does become something, you know? Like Chris Claremont wasn't put off that, that uh, Stan and Jack didn't draw Colossus and, and Wolverine and Storm and Nightcrawler before. He had a ball. And this issue is pretty much establishing relationships. There's not even really a villain in this thing. It's kind of neat
1: the way the new X-Men work because it is like they're being put over. Yeah, you know you've got the old team in in wrestling terms that are sort of like giving them the rub, right? Um, And not for long. I was surprised reading this, and I think I read this when the Essentials was coming out. I didn't read the classic X Men, didn't read the originals. wasn't born (laughs) whenever this was published. Um, Found a comic older than me. Yeah, but uh, reading this this week, I was surprised by it is like it's like Claremont arrived fully formed, pretty much. I thought halfway through or near the end of this issue I was like is this a double size issue cuz I saw the page count as I'm reading it and I'm like we're getting near the end of a regular comic and nothing much has happened. Yeah. It's a lot of uh the soap opera is is alive and well in this. A lot of these characters sort of arguing with each other and and just talking.
0: Yes. And this and this was the era like this X-Men comic this is new comic and it was that period of time where uh the comics were 17 pages. So some of the extra pages that are put in here are just for that extra value uh, of hitting that 22-page mark that that we're used to. So you got to have your, your danger room sequence.
1: <laughs> I love that Cyclops is pointing at it. It's like labeled.
0: <laughs> Super clear storytelling, man. This <laughs> it is for shorties. Clear. And and I mean let's 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 dissect that a little bit. Here's the danger room. All you have to like visually, right? All you have to do is go to exit through the body language of our guy Thunderbird right here. Uh, wasn't he your favorite character when you saw him when you were little? He looked ca- really cool. Because right? you're like Warpath, mm-hmm. you know, like Rob Rob Pratt and the Pump. Through the body language, you see him being laissez-faire, a little bit of hubris disappear, fly out. That's that's great, tongue-in-cheek Marvel storytelling.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's it's kind of a classic. You know, it's classic comics. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a lot of uh, we say show don't tell, but in this case, you're not even showing. You know, it's sort of like uh before and after and we don't need to see the middle part
0: because this is the 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 chris claremont canon two being established uh there are, there will be several times throughout his run where we have this exact moment where the egotistical character like pops in gets tossed out then when it's time to give kitty pride her rub she walks in younger than everybody a girl and boom she makes it yeah and that becomes an epic thing and That's that makes really this cool that makes this character arrive it's, yeah, that, that is setting as a uh, character. Yeah.
1: Um, so here's our first big uh, variation. Go back a page. Yes. So instead of this page, we have this. And I was reading a reprint of, of the actual issue, and I was like, yeah, the, the left-right doesn't line up. Right. Know? So there's, there's uh, Thunderbird being thrown out of the door. But then you turn the page, and it's like, this is amazing i was reading this and i'm like this is beautiful like what a gorgeous page and to see that they cut that in classic x-men i'm shocked yeah they added two pieces
0: they added this page uh and then they added this page so they basically took the montage and they spread it out a bunch for whatever reason i
1: i would say this like to me this is a sign of a bunch of writers making the decision sure because it's the, that's this is the best looking page in the issue yeah <laughs> and they choose to get rid of it not for narrative purposes necessarily right but just to expand their characters and i don't know man maybe it's an issue two, and you really want to introduce these characters and so that's what you get but wow you're
0: sacrificing again the best looking page in the book it's one of those things too, where like this is how i how i is read it visual th- medium yeah it, wh- how i read uh, the original x-men and, the, and then at a certain point it's like when you realize you're getting the hollywood version uh it does feel weird you know like when the essentials came out that was like one of those great illuminations man where where i totally because i read those comics a million times and i'm reading this i'm like something feels different here and then we're going to get another sequence so let's illustrate that real fast so it ends with thunderbird and thunderbird is like you almost want him to die he's very annoying
1: Reading this made me wonder, like, when Claremont decided he was going to die. I feel like it's
0: this issue, man.
1: It does seem like from the get-go... Because he, he's, he's reckless. He's got short... Yeah, yeah, it's good storytelling. It's This is, again, wrestling. Like, you're laying down this this information that will
0: pay off. Yeah, and I think... I mean, is it the next issue where the dude is toast? I think so. I thought it was this issue. That's why I was looking at the back one, like, what's happening? Right. All right, so in the original issue, it goes from that to chapter two. But... In classic X-Men, Claremont wants to build a piece where there's some interaction between uh, Professor X and Cyclops uh, regarding the team, regarding Scott as leader, regarding Gene. And this makes sense. Like,
1: in the existing page, uh, Professor X interrupts their argument, Thunderbird and Cyclops, and says, Scott, come to my office. Right. But we don't get that in the actual original comic. We yeah. don't get
0: the office scene. Yeah, so there's the office scene. And now let's sow the seeds for uh, for future... Characters that are going to show up like this page is also not in the original X-Men '94 uh, because if it was, then it would be a uh, raw key on the strength of um, uh-huh. Moira McTaggart's uh, first appearance as well as Rain. See, I have to fight nature to call her Rain because I always called her Ron as a uh, as a little kid. But uh, establishing that you know Moira has some affinity toward mutants, has some affinity to toward toward youth, and establishing Ron as being. Uh, part of you know she's orphaned and has an ogre for a foster father family whatever also telegram is sent from Charles Xavier so she's going to show up in an issue or two uh, so it's establishing that she's going to pop up again at a later date and then uh, there's one more page that um, just adds to the recklessness of the Thunderbird character uh, Storm is kind of just enjoying, you know, she's still in goddess mode where she's uh, b- believing that hype. And she spots Thunderbird going to jump off a super giant cliff that will kill him. And she rescues the dude. Uh, and is, and he's like, anything Wolverine can do, I can do. Which the reason why they cited as killing Thunderbird was because it was, you had two Wolverines. right? It was the same character. Uh, so get rid of one of them and uh he says you know anything wolverine could do i could do better and then she establishes that he's got the adamantium skeleton all of that sort of stuff which i don't think necessarily was was uh, established early on like when there's a there, there is an issue it's like when i i think it might be when gene gray turns to phoenix where the claws pop out of his hand and i think it might be like banshee or somebody who's like hold up those claws are in your hand like why didn't you say anything and wolverine goes well you never asked
1: yeah right <laughs> you know but but before <laughs> the stock that answer yeah
0: but before that like they were they were part of the gloves as far as anybody knew which is like one of those interesting little things
1: it is cool because that's as far as our readers know
0: exactly i feel like everybody knows well i know what norad is because of x-men comics that's funny <laughs> These
1: character designs I enjoy quite a bit. That feels very Dave Cockrumy. It feels very DC Comics. It does to me. feel
0: DC Comics for sure. It feels like old comics. It's fun, you know. Like, like uh, you could not do. Like people would shit on this so bad right now. Oh
1: yeah! Imagine if that was like the the latest X Men where these characters. Because you
0: know what it would be like. They would trace off like a cat head, trace, mm-hmm. trace off a gorilla head, trace off a chicken head, and it would just look disgusting.
1: Yeah, I think the animal characters were just common. Like mm-hmm. I have old silver age and golden age stuff where it's like bank robbers with, you know, animal masks, heads and stuff, but they look like legit animal heads, you know, at least in the cartoony language.
0: Dude, talking about giving stuff a rub and uh creating this like like it like it's a like it's a wrestling career or a boxing career. It's like these are young kids. Like you don't put Tyson in the ring with the champion yet. He's got to get a couple of wins under his That's belt. Yeah. So so you got these jobber villains, Count Nefaria, who gives a fuck about him and these and these little like uh, dude's made of haystacks and shit. That's whack, you know. So let let our guys take care of some weak villains to start before you build up to the Magneto confrontation. You mentioned kayfabe backgrounds in the beginning. I look at a panel like this
1: and wow, it's the opposite. You know, like you've got 15, 16 figures visible in a in a third of the page. Yeah. Like a tiny panel. Uh, that'd be a two-page spread easy if, if I were doing this comic.
0: Yeah, in a couple of issues, just wait till you see some of those Dave Cockham two-page spreads and what he does with those, man. Puts about 50 characters on the page. Alright, we're getting to a redrawn piece, man, because uh, the Avengers are busy. They can't handle this Norad nonsense. So Beast, who was in the X-Men at one point in time, contacts the X-Men uh, to, to handle that biz. And uh, you know, this is reasonably on model. I mean, this is on model for mm-hmm. what we think of as Beast. This is a little, like, what the fuck? You know, there's a little little wonkiness to that. But it's nothing compared to the wonkiness of the original drawing. Even though this looks just fine. And this looked weird. Like, you could have kept this one. And, uh, you know, just change this thing up. But in all fairness, like, if you look at those Avengers in the Fear. Like, I don't... I think it was, like, Mike Plug or somebody. I know Gil Kane did the covers and stuff. But, uh... It took a while to solidify what Beast looked like.
1: Blue uh, Beast.
0: Blue Beast. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think John Byrne had a good hand in that when he was like on Avengers. Like he he helped make him. But my timing can be off with that sort of thing. But once again, another opportunity. Like it's not just flat out reprint. Let's uh let's let's go into the. Uh, And I wonder if this would be a thing, like if we show this to John Romita Jr., if he's like, oh yeah, my dad drew that. That's
1: what I wonder too. That's what I was thinking too. It feels like a, like, wouldn't just, they put the bullpen on this, somebody in-house yeah, uh, revise this drawing.
0: And then we wind their story up to the climax, which is Count Nefaria hits the Blackbird jet with a couple of missiles. And all of our guys are tumbling, tumbling, tumbling to the ground the end by the next issue whenever you can and uh we have our first well we have our john bolton backup story i i don't know that i ever saw the backup story in the uh, issue i only have issue two i don't i don't have the first issue. uh but we established that in the body of the regular comic jean gray and the rest of the OG X Men, with the exception of Cyclops, they're done. They're, they're, they're going off into their civilian life. This is the new X Men. So, the story that we have here is Storm going to visit civilian Gene Gray and stuff ensues. But this is a character drama, you know, like this is the characters interacting, building a little bit of stuff with their personalities. Of course, you got to get a little bit of nonsense in here. John Bolton's amazing. Oh, so good these backgrounds look so cool yeah so good and real interesting ink line. like you just didn't see this kind of ink line in marvel dc comics and this is a british dude you know he's coming from that paradigm of comic book making yeah i wonder how far into
1: like painting he was at this point because i always think it's interesting when you see painters do the pen and ink yeah it's often uh, i think it's often very attractive but also a little bit of a different eye these are guys who are
0: attuned to light right and uh and you know get, get a little more of that so this uh strip is used to pepper in uh some 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 character stuff with with our guys so like uh roro claustrophobic doesn't want to go in dark dank uh uh areas and also a little bit of allusions to uh, like the callisto fight that's going to happen sometime later man when she becomes the leader of the morlocks and that whole bit
1: uh, I love this effect of going from your straight edges into like the almost vertigo. Like, how do you draw that? Uh, right. It's cool to see people trying that, and even translating into what we're going to see here is it's becoming that spiral motif.
0: Yes, and Jean, Jean Gray, she 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 could use further instruction from the school for gifted youngsters. Man, she's tapping into everybody's mind, trying to trying to look for the kid, and she's using her powers willy nilly, even using them on uh, Storm, which. Storm takes great offense, too. Like, imagine hanging out with somebody and they could tell what the hell you're thinking at that given moment.
1: Beautiful clouds.
0: Look, how about that, man? The drapery getting pushed back and things. So this is Storm punishing Jean Grey a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, look. What if I use my powers on you a little bit? Somebody figured out what to do with
1: John Bolton whenever they gave whenever they assigned this job to him. I
0: do wonder where he came from before this because this is how I know him mm-hmm. this is this is my introduction to the guy. and then we have our melodramatic ending. Let's be friends let's <laughs> let's descend together. yada yada. That was uh, another
1: smart piece, putting in those backups, you know, for uh, if you want people to buy reprints. Yes, sir. Add some extra
0: stuff in there. And Bolton would uh, draw back cover for every issue for the first couple dozen issues, maybe three three dozen issues or so.
1: I like that Storm. That cape is pretty cool. He
0: would draw a different character every issue, and and they would be these, like, pretty cool compositions, like... uh, Almost like those, like, uh, portfolio illustrations rather than just, like, pin-up, you know, like... Stuff that you would find in like fanzines. Be
1: interesting to do like the evolution of the Marvel pinup,
0: <laughs> because so many
1: of those early, you know, I mean, that's a that's an integral part of those '60s. Yeah. Early, from the beginning, they were showing those like Mighty Marvel pinups in the back Mar- and stuff. Marvel to, Masterworks. You know, maybe man. just didn't sell an ad that 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 month, and they had to put something together, and they were really simple. Yeah. And over time, like you you see their evolution. Like that's pretty good. And I would get excited like Wolverine Galleries, you know, where it would be like some hot artist I like doing
0: a strange interpretation of this character. Totally, man. Anyhow, there it is, man. Uh, Classic X-Men is Chris Claremont's X-Men Grand Design, his opportunity to go back, do a little retcon, do a little uh, massaging of the lore to try to make it all work and fit into uh, what he's currently doing at that time in 86. You know, so he's got a five-year run.
1: When you were putting together X-Men Grand Design, that you were like remembering stuff from the revision and, and being like, oh shit, that wasn't
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, that's all part that's of the super. I remember that. Talk but,
1: about messing with your memory. Like right, now totally. you're reading like the source
0: material and going, wait a minute, I thought <laughs> You know it's like it's like when you when you see a, um, a movie trailer and then the part from the movie trailer is not in the final movie and you totally know you remember yes. seeing that stuff. Scary movie. I see white people everywhere. It's in the trailer. It's not in the movie. Anyhow uh probably not the last issue of this stuff we'll take a look at man uh if for nothing more than just like the super dope john bolton backups at times man have those been collected that's a good question i don't think so it
1: feels like that'd be a really good looking book
0: yeah but why would they do such a thing yeah <laughs> good to go yeah K okay, favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available It's out there man hulk grand design monster
1: number one coming to comic shops this month in march so tell your local comic shop you want a copy if you haven't already and uh, Hulk Grand Design Madness number 1 coming to comic shops
0: in April. So tell your comic shop you want one of those as well. Red Room, trigger warnings, issue number 1, hitting the stands. March 9th, uh, coming out every month for four months. Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit. Every single issue completely self-contained. Uh, you can get these comics at your local comic shop. Get it put on your pull list a- each month. Uh, go to the Fantagraphics site, pre-order the stuff there. Or read the comics on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Three bucks for the archive there. All my comics uh, hit the Patreon before they hit paper. And uh, you can get to all these links in my link tree in the description below this video. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe
1: to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below the video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below the video. That's another
0: great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given the marching orders. We'll be on our way.
1: Read more comics.